Hi, everyone. Welcome to Furry Palm Beach. Uh, I'm Bark Dango. I'm here with Xander. Hi, I'm hey. Xander Von Bat. Xander Von Bat is uh, my very good friend and drag performer extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Like... Um, are you still are you still going under the the name Squirrel for for drag? That I am going to continue using. Yes. Yeah. My 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 friend my my vampiric buddy here. Yeah. Uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about very a very specific subculture, um, goth and goth furries. Um, that's Ooh, why, yeah. that's, yeah, that's why you may have heard that the intro was a little different, uh, tonight. We, uh, we went with Corrupted Forest, uh, that's what, uh, that's, that's, a uh, um, part of the Turn soundtrack, um, uh, that, uh, was, uh, a, a commission of mine for, uh, Cora Blue. I definitely recommend, uh, Turn if you wanna, if you, if you love, like, fast-paced 2D side-scrolling games, um, particularly horny ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's definitely, it's definitely up your alley. Cora's got it on Those their Patreon. Definitely my particular favorite ones. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a great game. It's a great game. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether they're going to go any further with it, but uh, but is it is accessible? I recommend you go play it and give them love so that they get the motivation to 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 maybe move even further with it. But because... so long as you're above eighteen years old. <laughs> yes, no. As long as long as you are not a minor, you are a major. Yes, very important. Because I don't know who's listening to this. And I don't think, you know, there are younger furries out there. Oh, yeah. Just like there's young goths. Oh, yeah. And so they look up to us, but there are boundaries that they need to know are meant to be there. Yeah, no, they, they cannot they cannot be like, uh, they cannot be like, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, they've got to be, yeah, they got to be, they got to be, uh, uh. I don't even I don't even know how to how to voice it. Like essentially they've got to um They have to keep themselves safe and protect themselves. Thank you. <laughs> While there are adults out there who will look out for them because that's just who they are and they you know themselves did the dumb, stupid things as a teenager, so they go, Hey, don't do that. Oh I made the mistake, so you don't have to. Other times they're completely on their own. Oh yeah, I, I got I, I, I had Tedum. We all we've all had Tedum from time to time. You ever had Tedum? Yeah. Tedum dum. <laughs> I'll show myself out. It, it's your studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're we're here. Uh, we're queer, and uh, we are going to be uh, talking about the darkness and um, having some arroz con frijoles at some point. I'm Jewish, not Spanish. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 Spanish and also Jewish. Yeah, but I don't speak Spanish. I I, I failed that class. I don't speak Jewish. You don't speak Hebrew. Yeah, there we go. No, yeah. no, neither do I. <laughs> no, I was I was doing the inverse, and then I was like, "Oh, wait, no, you, no." <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, unfortunately, I failed my Spanish class because I couldn't understand the teacher in English. That's because they were speaking Spanish. No, 
She was from South America and still she, had her accent. She was speaking heavily. English in Spanish. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that was like the one thing she's like, oh, your daughter's failing her class. And my mom asked her to speak, you know, in Spanish to understand her. She still couldn't. Uh-oh. That, how do you learn from that? Yeah, that's not good. My original <laughs> Spanish teacher at my original school, Mr. Blanco, was actually really cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He made it fun. Yes, if, if, only, if only you had had uh, Mr. Blanco. In high school, yeah, I would have actually passed. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that's, definitely a, that's definitely a way to, way to do it. Um, hold up. Okay, I was, I was wondering why I, why I was so boosted. It turns out that both of my signals were going into, the, um, were going into center channel, and so like, instead of dual mono, I was getting like one big... One big... Yeah, so that's why it was so much louder. There we go. Um, you might have noticed a weird change. Sorry about that. We'll get it in editing. No, we won't. <laughs> we won't. It's not fixable. I mean, give me a little. What? My brain just went. <laughs> so yes. Um, Oh, I could make such a horrible reference. Do it, and I'm going to go check on the rice. Okay. Uh, I was, I, my first thought was, no editing. We die like uh, Overhaul loses his arms. And that's for anyone who actually watches My Hero Academia. Oh, yes. That's actually a thing on um, AO3 where people, because they have beta readers, you know, people that basically kind of do their editors, but they're for free. And they have a uh, they have tags like no beta we die like blah 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 character or we fail like this character or something. Mm-hmm. Those tags are the funniest. So, one of my favorites was no beta we fail like Chisaki Kai loses his arms because ah. he does, and he is one of the worst characters in that show. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, so uh, as I've said, as we said, my name is Xander Von Bat. That is my main persona name. I actually have two other personas. Um, one is Cybercat, who is a cyber goth rave style cat, and therefore he kind of changes a lot, as with a lot of electronic stuff would. And then my other persona is actually Oreo, the emo Harlequin rabbit. And you know, I don't think I've ever introduced both of my sonas. Um, I'm Bark Dango, and then my cat self is Martin Neko. Um, I also uh, sometimes use the nickname Mayo, or Mayo, Mayo, because my, my little niece keeps calling me Mayo. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm like... Yeah. Soft and easily spreadable. Oh yeah, and, and also there's Wait. nothing wrong with having more than one persona. Oh yeah, no. Um, like even as a Therian, like yeah. No, it's like, and people are like, well, why wouldn't you? Why would you have more than one? I said because sometimes you have a persona you start off with, and like in my case, I learned wings are not the best thing to walk around a crowded street on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you know, sometimes you feel like a cat, sometimes you don't. 
And honestly, the whole like cat and bunny thing, like I really like bunnies. Yeah. But cats were just an easier thing to wear. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's... I, I think uh, our. Yeah, no, I actually still have the gif of uh, me and Cy- one of my versions of Cyber doing the little paw thing. Because <laughs> Devin made a gif out of it. <laughs> our friend made a gif. Yeah, that sounds like Devin. I have several gifs from Devin. Oh yeah, um, including us, including me licking a friend's face. <laughs> now, what the, what happened? What was even the lead up to that? Um, so I was in a so as uh, those of you don't know, uh, Xander von Bat is actually a hybrid vampire bat. He is part vampire bat, part a different type of bat. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, fruit flop, uh, fruit bat. And there are times where the more vampirism side comes out and our friend, I will not say their name here because uh, mm. they have not been active yeah. in our community and they are elsewhere for obvious reason for because of relationship reasons and all that. You know, we respect their boundaries. Mm-hmm. I kept mentioning how I kind of wanted to nom on him. <laughs> and this is back when he was single. So it wasn't there was no boundary crossing. And yeah. eventually, that like, it just led me to licking his face. <laughs> he was very surprised. <laughs> oh, I love friends. Yeah. One of our friends, every time I see an iguana, I go, oh, look, it's iguana. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere here. Oh, no, here, here in South Florida, iguanas are absolutely everywhere. There's a school near my house that's right on the edge of the canal. I look over one day, it's like, there's like five iguanas. Look back over. Why are there 10? <laughs> They're multiplying quickly. And then they fall out of trees when it gets too cold. Yeah, and then they, and they, the they literally fall out of trees when it gets too cold. Like they turn gray. That's even scarier. Yeah, they don't they're not dead though. They're not they're actually not dead. When they when unless unless it like freezes freezes, they're not actually dead. They or they, they di- fall they, in they, a way that hurts themselves. Yeah. Well, they die when they fall. But 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 just being just being like that, they're not actually dead. No. Um, uh, so like if you if you run up on one that's like sleeping in the grass or something, that one's not dead. People have actually gotten injuries from falling iguanas. Hmm. Uh, I, a few times they've been clinging onto a part of a roof and they fall because they got too cold. Oh, and so they've fallen on people's heads. I had one. I had one sleeping on a tree, and then like and like it woke up. What, like it was, it was the morning, so it was just starting to like. It woke up and it like hissed at me and like ran right past me. Like ah, this was. I was, I was nineteen, and I was still not mentally prepared. No, you are not prepared for an iguana suddenly making a mad scramble. Yeah, no, no, like like. Like uh, angry lizard, angry lizard is a whole vibe. That actually, can whip its tail at you. Yes, yes, it can. I mean, they can't it, really. I mean, they can. It but stings. They can't. It stings. Like because it they depends turn on how big. Because they can get as they can get the size of a dog. I've seen them that big. So have I. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. have I. Unfortunately. Yeah. They get now, big. One thing I unfortunately have learned big. is that um, the male iguanas are not that bright. No, they're not. They're kind of dumb. Uh, I'm going to walk into the road into oncoming traffic. Yep. It, where are your brain cells? 
Oh, wait, that's right. The females have them. <laughs> well, you know, you've, you've heard of Florida man, Florida woman, Florida dog. Now here comes Florida lizard. That's an alligator. I mean, yes, but most, 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 uh, uh, most, most things in Florida are transplants, most people. And I'm, iguanas are kind of exemplify that. Yeah, so do the pythons in the Everglades. Ooh. Yeah, pythons in the Everglades. We're we're talking we're talking way local right now. We're way off topic, but that's that's okay because like, has it gotten worse? You know, because they're an invasive species. Like we've been uh, we as a we as a, as as like the the state of Florida has been really really trying to get that under control and keep them from from um, from uh, overrunning the populations in the Everglades because the um, the the gators, the crocs, and the birds all are fair game as far as those large pythons are concerned. Yeah, they the don't Burmese. care. Yeah, Burmese python. Because people decided to be people and bring them in here. And then, and then instead of, like, I don't know, making sure that they don't get out, actually, or like... Or abandoning them. Yeah. They, and I actually, the thing is, it's them. less about them getting escaping and yeah. more about the abandonment ones. Yeah. Because, because an escapee or two... Yeah. That, which is actually why um, certain breeds of snakes, like certain pythons, like the African rock and all those, are actually now, like, you originally had to have a permit for some of them. Now you can't even have them in Florida. Nope. And that's only because we don't have winter. It does not get cold enough for them to have trouble. In other states, like, say, Michigan... If they get out and it hits winter, well, no more snake, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Anyway. Unlike here, which essentially, it's warm all year round. Even when it's cold, it's relatively warm. Don't judge me. I'm having hummus on a cracker. I wasn't judging you. Very daddy. Rar. Rar. Ooh. Rar. Ooh. <laughs> Rar. Ooh. Ah. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Enough foreplay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Enough of that. Mm. Aw, that's very sweet of them. Aw. Well, oh, your screen disappeared. Give us just a moment, folks. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's me. <laughs> That's very sweet of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a we have friends who are listening in on our show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, it's time to talk about um, the gothic subculture. The gothic subculture. All right. So the first things first is that the gothic soap culture came around in the 1980s mm-hmm. and is an offshoot of punk of the punk rock scene. Mm-hmm. It is not the same thing as emo. The only thing that emo and goth have in common is a color palette, uh, open mindedness in the community, and they are both offshoots of punk rock. Mm-hmm. So they're cousins more than anything. Yeah. Specifically, um, 
um, hold up. Let me look up emo because I don't Actually, know emo. Actually, emo um, was from the hardcore punk rock scene. And mm-hmm. its offshoot uh, was emotive hardcore. Hmm. Don't read any of the brief history of emo stuff. Like, there is so much mm-hmm. misinformation because of mainstream media. Gotcha. Um, case also, in point. Also, it's a whole dissertation. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> like, the goth article is big. But emo, there's a lot of unfortunate... Oh, it's not the same. Well, the unfortunate thing is there was a lot of controversies in the Whoa. emo subculture and all that. And that's also connected to the scene subculture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, now, there is a thing that a lot of goths and emos... Uh, a lot of people are both goth and emo or have been one way or the other. I'm still both. Mm-hmm. Every now and uh, you know, as you, uh, I mentioned, Oreo. <laughs> My Harley Quinn rabbit. The little emo bunny. And yes, um, before you ask, yes, there are goth furries. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, so yeah, so gothic subculture started in the 1980s, and some of the most prominent bands at that time were Susie and the ba- Susie Sue uh, and Susie and the ba- and her band Susie and the Banshees, mm-hmm. the Bauhaus, Sisters of Mercy. Uh, the Smiths were liked in the. Uh, genre and the main thing about being a goth is you actually just have to listen to the music that is the actual rules of goth is that you have to listen to the room music you can't be a white supremacist you can't Mm. be a racist you can't be homophobic yeah it is an accepting subculture there is there is a caveat to that because um it's not just gothic rock anymore no and so this is actually something not everyone in the goth community agrees on like what exactly counts as making someone a goth. I don't agree that you have to hundred percent listen to gothic rock or goth music. Cause yeah. first of all, it's broad. There's a bunch of goth adjacent genres like new wave and synth pop and you know, that's dark my, Italiano and that's stuff. That's my bit right there. Yeah. Um, so like you, people would also, a lot of these goth clubs Dark would be wave. playing in just like playing skinny puppy, nine inch nails, a flock of seagulls, a missing person. Um, there's a sweet dreams. <laughs> you can do a lot of are made of these. The Eurythmics. Yes. A lot of that music was mm-hmm. also there. That's my jam. And so do you have a lot of newer artists? Uh, one of my favorite artists when I was in middle school and middle school was actually the, is actually the Nation, and they are an agrotech band more connected to the goth cyber goth scene. Mm-hmm. And so I, as someone like, yes, I believe you can listen to gothic. You know, you have to listen to goth music to be a goth, but I also have the caveat of, I think you're a goth. If you're someone who just reads gothic literature. Yeah. That makes you part of a subculture. I'm also someone who says, if you listen to specific types of dark classical music, you're also a goth. Because not everyone wants to listen to rock. And look, if your favorite music is uh, Phantom of the Opera, you're a goth. You're, you're a goth. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> or or if you or if you spend your time listening to, uh, I don't know, um, uh, Modest Mussorgsky or uh, or Tchaikovsky or, or like some of some of some of the darker romantic pieces yeah um, that's why i mean my dark there, there are some music. really really like like i want to say 
latter half of the 19th century, first part of the 20th century, before mm-hmm. all the atonality. Although, although, like, some of that, some of that's pretty dark too, and that's that that fits that in is, the aesthetic. And this is where um, I'm one of the few that differentiates between. Um, where I think there are certain things that make it acceptable that if you aren't listening to main, the main gothics, main goth music, where it's like, oh, dark classical, like, if you appreciate dark classical pieces, you know, there's, um, I fully believe, and you are active in the goth scene, like, you just have to listen to a little bit of goth music. If it's not your main preference, but you still listen to it and you'll still hang out at a club with it, it's fine. Um... Like if you're if you're listening to if you're listening to uh, Diasire uh, uh, from from Verdi, you're listening to. Uh, I, I if mentioned- you listen to the Bridal March, yeah, <laughs> that oh that Dance, song Dance is Macabre. so uh, Mozart's Requiem. By the way, one of the one of the greatest dark classical pieces. Oh, uh, there's a song because I played violin for so many years. I've actually played a song called Gauntlet. It is a beautiful dark oh, piece, wow. but it's so much fun. But no, um, Pavan for a dead princess. Not, uh, not, a, not a, not a loud in your face piece. It's a very somber, soft piece, but it's such a beautiful piece. They are the most beautiful. So, not so. The nice thing about the gothic subculture is, with, unless you're an absolute bigot, you can have differentiating opinions. Mm-hmm. Some people in the gothic subculture will sit at a goth club, not necessarily dancing, but sitting there talking with their friends because they like the background, the ambiance. And of course, you know, everyone makes a joke of, look, when the Belagosi is dead is playing on the dance floor, everybody's dancing. Like, that's a thing. But, um, so the gothic subculture was started in the 1980s, and it was started off as punk rock, and it still continues to this day. And actually, because... While there is a downside to the social media aspect where people are getting lied to by people who don't actually know what they're talking about, because of social media, now we have more and more younger crowds coming into the gothic subculture, which is wonderful for its thriving, but there's another downside to that, and that is most venues that play the gothic music, they have to wait till they're 21 to get into, which is sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to hear that stuff, you have to. Um, if you want to go hang with people that listen to that music. Yeah, if you want to go hang with people that listen to that music. Sorry, I had to check your mic. Oh, that's fine. <clears throat> Was it not registering well? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what that is because, like, I've got you. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where essentially distance isn't as, as important as. Um, is that be, better? Yeah, you can be further away. Okay. You can right. be further away. You, you, you just have to. All you, right. The diaphragm has to be pointed at you. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's the wonderful that's the wonderful uh, quirk of dynamic microphones. Um, so yeah. Mine's a condenser, so like mine's mine's like everywhere, and then yours is like over there. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So my uh, as someone who has been a goth since I was ten, and my mom actually blamed herself for me being goth, actually. Um. Thank you. <laughs> like, do you want to know why you're 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 a badass? Do you want to know why? Because you're a badass. Mm, no. I mean, yes, but also no. 
<laughs> what? what? So, so um, she said it's my, it's her fault. Uh, I'm a goth because she went to go see Phantom of the Opera while pregnant with me. Yeah, and I'm just sure. seeped in. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that definitely tracks. <laughs> yep. And I finally actually got to go see that, and um, at the Kravis, and oh my god, was it wonderful? Oh yeah. Mm. Well, it goes without saying that that show is phenomenal. Yeah. It of course there's a huge difference between the show and the book. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Raul's such a sweetheart in the show. Yeah, he's a dick in the book. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also the timepiece of when it was written and how it was written. Mm-hmm. But no. Um, so, uh, I've been a goth. I've actively been a goth since I was 10. I am in my early 30s now, so for about 20 years. And my five favorite goth bands over the years uh, has been VNV Nation. I haven't liked their newer stuff that they came out with. I much prefer their older stuff. Um, Ashbury Heights is a newer band that I really, really, really like. Um, I still have, like, obviously, I still love Nine Inch Nails. I can just listen to their music all the time. Uh, yes. And I was going to say five, but it's really hard to put out five when a lot of artists that I used to listen to put out more music that I didn't really vibe with much, mm. which always sucks. But uh, one of the fun things is you get. Uh, when I was like, when iTunes was still just really popular, like iTunes only, we didn't have like. Really, the iPhone or any of that, you had to buy everything from online albums. I, whenever I would get uh, gift cards, I would do things like buy the uh, like fifty song uh, mix sets oh, and just wow. use those because it would give me lots of songs I like. Um, oh, X Ties is another artist I like, um, and they're more in the cyber goth section as people would refer it to. It's in. it's like it's like goth but like electronic. It's goth but techno. Well, yeah. Which actually that's one of the things I don't agree with most people. People go cyber goth isn't goth, they're ravers. I'm like, no, cyber goth is a goth, part of the gothic subculture because most of us like most of us are still actively in the goth subculture. It's just the electronic stuff annoyed you all cuz you all want things to stay the same, but if they stay the same no, that's and, where you lose everything. And musicians, musicians can't stay the same. Like everybody wants musicians to stay the same, and it's like my band's changed. Yeah, because your band is a decade older and like have lived some more. Yeah. Like they can't be making the same music they made back then because they're not the so same people. X, uh, X ties and XRX are two of the cyber yeah. goth bands I really liked. Yeah. Actually, there is a goth band from Florida. Really? Yeah. They came out in 1992. Uh, it's called The Crew Shadows. Hmm? The Crew Shadows. Whoa. Yeah, they're a uh, Florida band. So. What's their, what's their, um, what's their claim to fame? Like, uh, um. Uh, Rogue was a art student, and he actually does all his own artwork. He can actually sing. Nice. It was the one goth band my grandmother didn't hate. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, 
I would hope he can actually sing. He's in a band. Well, not. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious. I know, but like some, not every. But like yeah, I know. when you get to like a lot of the um, agrotech stuff, singing is not necessarily. There are so many regional bands, uh, pop bands, and I say pop because I'm referring to anything that isn't classical, um, where you get instrumentalists who go, yo, I can sing. Well, I'll just do that and also, and we don't need a vocalist. Ah! Until you get to like stuff like Eckstise and Eisenfunk, because that's all in German, and then it doesn't matter. <laughs> And by it doesn't matter, it's because they're playing really heavy electric beats, mm-hmm. and then they're and then they just kind of talk in German, and it works because they also distort their voices on the tracks. Yep, that's so. the thing is is uh, let let your audio engineer add the grunge. Let me hear your voice. Yeah. Let me hear your voice. Uh, there's of course, wrong these people, with... you know, like they, they, the people themselves, you know, they actually mix their own stuff live, which is interesting. But that's what happens when you get like strictly electronic style bands, you know? Yeah. Well, I, um, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I, I'm of the belief that you need to be able to like, even if you're a band, even if you're a, a band that screams, right? Um. You Which need, is not easy. No, it's not easy, and and there is there are techniques to do it appropriately. So you, uh, yeah, I have a friend who can yeah. do that. Um, but the thing about it is that if if you are like there are like nine out of ten bands that scream, screaming is all they do. Um, and and certain genres, that's kind of the only thing. They but do. that's the thing is it just just from a, just from a writing standpoint, if you start at ten, you got nowhere to go but down. Just, just have you ever seen uh, videos of Slipknot on tour when they've hit the end of the tour? I've not. So, someone, um, so Corey, the lead singer of Slipknot, goes all out every show. Nice. And so you can hear his voice dying. <laughs> oh my god! And remember, they're wearing those jumpsuits and masks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the main thing about the gothic subculture is mm-hmm. you have to listen to goth music. And now, goth music is extremely broad. It's not just rock. Mm-hmm. There's also goth adjacent that's pretty much become part of the goth community. Dark wave is a goth genre. It is considered a goth genre. Yep. And there are things that aren't actually goth that you see people in the goth community wear. What? That headpiece is so weird. Isn't it, though? So I do, we're, we're looking at Faith and the Muse. Oh, yeah, I've heard that, man. What, what, uh, yeah, because they, 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 um, they were, they were on, 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 like, I just popped, I just popped in to see, like, dark wave bands. Because um, there's links at the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, and links on Wikipedia, just because just I wanted to see that. That headpiece is awful. Yeah, the frozen. The what? The frozen autumn. These are from oh. the 90s. These are all from the 90s. That's why the headpieces are like that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, these are all from, like, like, all from that era. 
No, you should see headpieces now. Uh, but if you're if you're thinking about what is Dark Wave, it's soft cell, Depeche Mode, that's Dark Wave. Yeah. Yeah. Um and synth pop is actually a little bit more confusing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um but yeah, uh so now that we've talked about basically, you know, the music aspect, obviously we have to talk about the fashion aspect. Ba 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 da, so, da, da, da. Yes. <laughs> And we're gonna do that right after a word from our sponsors. And a track. I think we're going to play a track. Yep. Let's do that. All right. Well, while we get ourselves together to plate our meal, I'd like to ask all of you to take a moment and celebrate. I love my kids more than anything. Which is why mom keeps me clinically obese, so I won't run away. That's where Kate comes in. My sister's son got to 18 and just ran away. She was brokenhearted. Now me and little Joshua celebrate every day with Kate. He's my number one, and he knows it. Now he's not running anywhere. Why not celebrate with cake every day? Celebrate cake. Now the danger has subsided. Let us make our palms collide. And we both know it's been a hell of a ride of lasers and dinos. In this fall, we found romance to the college party. Where we'll dance, the meteor never stood half.
something about it. So let's just enjoy it, man. Matt's still alive. I think Jesse's still alive, but he's not on Facebook anymore. David, the guy who originally created Dial on R&D, he's alive. So what I want you to do right now is just give each other a big old high five. And I'm giving a high five to your ears right now with this song. Furry Palm Beach. If you're trying to complain about our show, well, get bent. Leave a message. Uh, hey, um, I don't, I don't like how, uh, how furry you guys are. It's just, it's just like not cool, man. Um. Uh, you know, I, uh, I once, uh, I once, like, uh, got, like, a temporary wolf tattoo, but the, like, that didn't mean anything. Any, anyway, you know, uh, love the show. Bye. Okay, then. <laughs> that was an interesting call. <laughs> If you're just joining us, you're listening to Furry Palm Beach here on Subculture Radio. Uh, I'm here with my friend, uh, with, with my friend Xander, and uh, we're uh, we're talking about goth subculture, and uh, <laughs> also being ridiculous. And if uh, we have any issues with the signal, unfortunately, that is due to the weather.
there's a signal. What? There's a signal? Yes, today has unfortunately been an extremely rainy day. Oh my god, hasn't it? It's been it's been absolutely insane. <sighs> anyway. Mm-hmm. You wanna talk fashion? Alright. Gothic fashion. fashion. Oh yeah. So first thing to note, that extreme goth stuff you see. It's not everyday wear for most goths. No, like, I'm a goth princess once a week, and, like, jeans and a... Not even jeans, like, like sweatpants. Sweatpants. Look, the, the, the way you see... Most likely to see your local goth is they're wearing, like, Nightmare Before Christmas pajamas. Just... And, like, no makeup whatsoever. And... First of all, that makeup... Depending on what style you're doing, not only does it take a long time to do, wearing that 24-7 isn't that great for your skin. Yep. And when I'm not the princess of darkness, you'll, you'll see me wearing, you'll see me wearing uh, pink stripy toe socks. <laughs> okay, fun fact. If you actually ever see the socks under goth boots, you'll realize they're always weird. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> I think I'm the only goth that actually wears, like, actively wears black socks. But that's because I always get, like, the specific boot cut ones. Like, because I wear a lot of ankle boots, so yeah. I have to get socks specifically I, fit for ankle boots. One, t- one time at Respectables, I saw somebody, like, belts, buckles, chainmail, like, everything, like... The whole nine yards. You know, like, 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 like... Over the top. Over, completely over the top. OTT. Hello Kitty socks. Pink Hello Kitty socks. Yeah. <laughs> every, so every goth has their favorite pair of like funky socks. Every goth does. Sometimes those funky socks match their outfit. And Other some- times they have tacos on them. <laughs> or cats. Meow. It's just... You're, when you have to wear a pair of boots for like five hours at a show, by the way, apparently you're not supposed to drive in your platforms. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't drive in platforms. I can. So, so can I. It's not but that then again, I also am really short and have a pickup truck. And so my foot just sits perfectly on the pedal. <laughs> but no, apparently, no, you are not supposed to drive in your platforms. And so you, apparently like, this was not a thing known to most goths for years. Really? So you have a bunch of goths going, you, you're you not supposed to? How did you not know this? I've been wearing platforms for 10 years. But apparently uh, if you get in an accident because of your shoes, you might be the one to be blamed. Well, you're not supposed to drive in your platform shoes and everybody's been doing it. Listen, explains I-95. <laughs> Listen, I had a pair of um, platform heels that lace up the back. Mm-hmm. Those are not shoes you put on at the venue. Mm-mm. Good luck with that. Because ha- when I put them on, I have to actually 
loosen the laces. I have to actually untie them to put them on my feet because I have calves. Uh, I was actually a dancer from the age of three to 16 mm. and did martial arts. So I have beefcake calves. I know. They're hot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but because of because that that is one of my most muscular areas, it made getting shoes on, on top of the fact that I have white feet, really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And before anyone gets on this, Demonia... While a cheap brand is not also very good quality, mm-hmm. and if if you thick, you need you sometimes need a garter belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I, I I I'm on TikTok a lot because I follow multiple different types of content creators, including others in the goth subculture and other subcultures. And so, one of the things that people are like, "Well, our donations are falling apart," and like they're not being well taken care of. And it's like, well, I think it's a twofold thing. It's half of it is because of demand, supply and demand, the quality dropped. And then you had people who were never taught to take care of their shoes. But there's a problem when you actually are taking proper care of your shoes and the wedge part of your heel is coming off. Yeah, because they're all made with hot glue now. Yeah. Ridiculous. Now, fortunately, you can salvage those if you get to them in time. Yep. Unlike my original pair of platform heels. Thanks, Grandma. Um, but if you take them to a cobbler, they won't go anywhere. Hmm. Like, take them to a cobbler, and all of a sudden you'll have, like, even though they're a cheap pair of platform heels, you will have the most sturdiest pair of heels whatsoever. So cobblers are great, um, especially if you uh, have a favorite pair of shoes that are need to be resold or something. Not every place has one, but if you can find it, it'll actually allow you to continue to wear your shoes long term. Now, on to stereotypes of the goth community in oh. fashions. Oh, dear. This is an interesting subject because... When someone asks, what type of goth are you? They're basing it off fashion trends that they think are mm-hmm. fit into niche little categories. And there are very few types of those categories that are actually a group, smaller, a uh, little subgroup. If you're a goth, you're a goth. Yeah. Um, and basically it was the fashion trends. You get medieval goth, which kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. You get Victorian goth, that makes sense. Um, romantic goth, which was one, of, which is an older term, which would have like a lot of these people would wear like long flowing dresses or like blousey shirts, and you know Victorian style clothing, medieval style clothing. Some of these are basically just descriptors of what you're wearing, but in older people who are older than me, who are part of the subculture, they mentioned. That you would see these people wearing, say, a rivet head fashion style one night mm-hmm. and then be wearing like a Aowen from Lord of the Rings style down the next, mm-hmm. you know? And then, of course, there's steampunk, which is when goths discover brown. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. 
<laughs> Actually, you know what? That's interesting is that steampunk is a whole separate subculture too. I know, I know. But a lot of goths, a lot of goths are into it because it's a literary genre to begin with. Yeah. And then, got, unfortunately, the reality is, got the circle of uh, the community is uh, goth and nerds. Mm-hmm. It's a near circle. <laughs> It's not a, it's not, it's not, it's not a perfect circle. It's, an, it's nearly it's, a circle it's until you start adding other things. And then it's like, you see like a bunch of little circles with like a little circle in the middle. Yeah. But, um, there are very few sub styles that are actually sub styles. Mm-hmm. So trad goth became a sub style because it was the original, what they were originally wearing and what it came from. And that there's people who still love it. And it's kind of, it's where it started. It's the original start. And so it's actually its own thing. It's one of the few that is. Um, Cyber goth is another one that's its own thing. It has its own aesthetic and its own specific fashion taste that follow a certain trend. And it was uh, an industrial originally was mostly all black. It didn't originally have all the colors. Um, uh, cyber off because it was started based off the industrial scene it was heavily influenced by the industrial scene so you had all like the vinyl and all that and then they started adding colors and on the note of cyber locks cyber locks are not actually based off um uh dreadlocks or locks mm. that black people have I'm friends with people online that grew up in Japan, and one of them is actually a professional translator for translating Japanese articles into English, and they have straight up said the whole hair thing came from the Japanese scene. Mm. And a whole Japanese subculture that had nothing to do with this, because the goth scene there is a little weird. But there's a reason why it's all like fake, like, crin tubing and all that. Hmm. Like, the original cyberlocks were made of things like crin tubing, felt, like the plastic foam pieces, strings, electric cords. <laughs> it's almost um, it's almost like that era in um, in Retro Future. You had... Um, it's like robot. It's meant yeah, to like, make you look more like a robot. You had, like, Johnny Mnemonic. You had The Matrix. You had... Yeah, um, it, it, was, yeah. it was definitely based off that. Yeah. Um, and so Cybergoth is one of the few that has... It, is one of the few that actually has its an actual sub style that is an actual thing. Yeah. One of the other ones and basically basically any world created by Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. And my <laughs> the other one of the other ones and my personal favorite Vampire Goth. Mm. Vampire and everyone's like, "Well, Vampire Goth, the thing is, Vampire Goths, these are the people that wanted to look like vampires." You will find a vampire goth at any goth club you go to. Now, the nice thing about vampire goth is, like, you they tend to wear other things, but there's a smaller niche set where they wear more specific themes, like bats or crosses, very specific yeah. figures although, and all that. Although I can say that that is definitely my experience as well. That that I'll find I'll find a vampire goth at any club I go to. Mainly because I go with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we have fun. You're, you're one of the few people I can actively go to these events. Because we're both music lovers, so that's kind of our thing. Yes. Um, but no, uh, so originally 
these people, these vampire goths, when it first start, when the scene was really first starting, they were wearing the vampire costumes to the goth club. Mm-hmm. Because why the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so most... Basically, you could wear whatever you want as a goth. You don't have to be a specific style. It's just that in certain situations, like trad goth, vampire goth, cyber goth, you know, rivet head, because death rock mm-hmm. is another one. But death rock is a offshoot of goth, and it's its own weird rock style. Yeah. The question you got to ask yourself is a lot of a lot of movies, a lot of movies in that in these in these eras in the eighties, nineties, and and even. Uh, uh, a little bit more modern. Um, how much, how much of the costuming is influenced by the scene or vice versa? How much of the scene is influenced by the, by the popular media? Um, I think it was stranger things. If I remember correctly, I didn't watch this last season, Mm -hmm. but stranger things, uh, Eddie, um, went to a, you know, party. Hmm. And there is a girl wearing trad goth clothing. Hmm. You know, silk style shirt, hmm. skirt, pearls. Oh yeah, trad goths, they a lot of them wore pearls. Hmm. Like they would layer do the layered pearl necklaces. That's pretty cool. Um, but uh so yeah, um nowadays we do have access to online clothing stores and stuff for goth fashions, which is great when you're wanting to get into things like corsets or dress vests and or stuff. Or things that you can't get locally anymore because um, fast fashion has taken all the fun out of clothing. Or clothing like like some of those like medieval gowns where you actually have to buy, you need to buy it from somewhere because making them is not easy when you're plus size. Because unfortunately, yeah, no. patterns... Do not like the well-endowed. Brother, you telling me? <laughs> oh, man. But also, these dresses are super expensive. Which, the interesting thing is that goth fashion was originally all about DIY. It was all about DIYing. And um, one of the gothic YouTubers I follow, they also have a small TikTok page just because, hey, it's popular and they could post some of their clips from their videos and they mentioned that back in the day black fab- fabric dye wasn't really all it's cracked up to be it oh. used to be really bad like it used to not actually turn out black mm. like it wasn't good quality and i mean even today there's black but like what kind of black like You'll buy 10 garments and you'll get 11 different shades of black, which, how does that even happen? Undertones. Yeah. Undertones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, but she they, mentioned, they may start out a good black and then over time they fade, they fade. Yeah. But she mentioned that she, uh, so there was a small fashion style called kinder whore. That uh, people like Courtney Love were wearing back at the time. Um, baby doll style dresses. Certain fashion mm-hmm. states like that. And she had got this person uh, This person I'm following on uh, YouTube. Uh, Angela Bennett. 
because you know she's actually known out there. Um, she mentioned that the one time she she made mistake there. She was talking about like people dying clothing, and it was about DIYing dresses and stuff. And one of the things they originally did, a lot of the girls did, is they would go to thrift stores and buy the slips for the under the evening dresses because slips under the old evening dresses actually had like lace detailing as an additive. So it looked nice under the dress. And so what they would do is they would buy the black ones and then they would buy white and colored ones and they would layer them. And so the white ones, either you kept it plain white or you would do things like dye it bright pink. And so you would have like the bright pink sticking out from under the black and it would just add this really interesting color texture. If you're wondering where Tron came from, there you are. I'm I'm joking. But I mean... Only, only, mostly. Tron cyberpunk. I know. But what I'm saying to you is that is that effect of having dark, and then and then a and then a light, uh, a color uh, that that creates a silhouette, and that silhouette may not be human. You may have you may have a a, a shape um, that that goes down. You may have a shape that goes sideways. Um, you may have ornate shapes, and that is that is um. It is not necessarily goth, but we're getting a little bit into art theory here. Negative space. Yeah. You have negative space, which is your black, and then you have some sort of detail. So, yeah. Um, I think that was the closest parallel. Yeah. Tron was like the closest, like really, really obvious example of mm-hmm. negative space in a, in a, in a, uh, in a garment. Yep. So, um, what, so she went to a thrift shop and bought the petticoat of a, um, Wedding dress, like a wedding dress petticoat, with the intentions of dyeing it. Hmm. Back then, the black dye did not actually dye things black. It never turned out. It was bad dye back then. So what ended up happening was she ended up dyeing this petticoat, and it turned out to be this gray and purple splotchy just color because the black dye was terrible back then. However... It's like, yeah, I made the mistake of, you know, using the black dye. But apparently it had turned out to be such an interesting color and color pattern that she kept it. For a while, and then she misplaced it. Oh, well, that happens. Yeah. So, in most actuality, um, if you're a goth, what fashion you wear tends not to matter. Sometimes if there's a theme night, you might pick a particular dress way of dress. But other than that, it really doesn't matter. Now, on that note, there are here. Let's talk about the things that are not goth when it comes to fashion. (laughs) Okay. Let's do this. All right. Let's do this. All right. First things first. Emo, not goth. Not goth. (laughs) It's a separate subculture. It's a separate music subculture. You got... You got the, you got the, uh, and in actuality, they didn't wear all black either. No, no, they didn't like the girl the whole thing about girl pants. Yeah. That was an actual thing. Yeah. There's a reason why actual emo kids find the emo kid song by Adam and Andrew funny. Cause that's what mainstream media was to calling emo. Yeah. And we all knew it wasn't true, but the song is, the song is horrible, but it's so fucking funny. Like it had, Like, some of the stuff they said was messed up, but it was, like, from, like, the early 2000s. And some of the stuff, 
you could the way what you could get away with back then you cannot get away with now other things that are not goth um for those of you who know anything about japanese fashion gothic lolita is not part of the goth community mm. it is its own substyle in lolita fashion gothic lolita we love you but no not goth <laughs> no and i can see why people think so but gothic lolita is part is a substyle of lolita fashion where you have things like sweet lolita which is a bunch of like fruits and cupcakes and sugary treats on your dress classic lolita is more like you know say more like um book prints or other things but people say oh this is a gothic you know gothic fashion no it's not it's a separate subculture from a separate country Mm mm-hmm Which is interesting is because in a lot of Eastern countries, while yes, goth is becoming known, mm-hmm. in actuality, if you wanted to be dark and gloomy and depressed, you would wear all white. White's their color of death in Eastern countries, Eastern Asian countries. I found that out. Oh. White. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So... Lolita fashion is not a goth sub, not part of the goth subculture. It's its own subculture. It's its own fashion subculture, and people need to understand that. Um, dark Mori, which it was actually a Western creation thing. Uh, Mori girl fashion is a fashion subsite from Japan, and in Western communities, they created dark Mori as a specific offset. And it became its own separate, it was a substyle within Mori that was created by the West. But Dark Mori is not part of the goth community. You can be a goth and wear Dark Mori things, but it's not actually part of the gothic subculture because it's part of another fashion subculture all of its own. Um, Striga's the same way. That's witchy fashion. Something like that. But yeah. Um... But Dark Mori, not goth. No, not goth. Um, however, <laughs> there are elements of it that can be worn. So yeah, those are things. Like those are a few things that are definitely uh, not goth. <laughs> now on to some of the controversial goth things that people talk about. Goths controversial? No. And as, because we're on the subject of fashion, I'll start with certain fashions that are cons- controversial within the community. Like pastel goth. People viewed pastel goth from a very strange lens because it was kind of a fad for mm-hmm. a bit. But, and this is where one of the issues that's coming in is the issue of are you, you know, what you wear doesn't really matter so long as you listen to the music rule. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff are... But also, the fashion is the same, even if the colors are uh, are, are not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I bumped it. I know. But I'm also going to get a little tight on the steps. There we 
There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, so no. Um, so pastel goth was a huge controversy several years ago, and I, from what I saw, the people really wearing it weren't like the people that were making it big and were wearing it weren't actually goths. From what I could see. They just use the goth tag as, you know, hashtag goth, hashtag pastel goth, like that type of thing. Mm -hmm. I have seen a couple of like pastel goth outfits that were actually, you know, it was what was happening was it was also goths that were doing pastel would wear pastel colors like baby pink or Mm -hmm. dusty roses or lavenders. There's nothing wrong with that, but it was part of the online scene where, it was people thought the goth was about the fashion and not necessarily part of the actual music culture that it was. Yep. There's well, nothing also, wrong kids, with wearing sure to it. dust your roses. No one likes dusty roses. They're beautiful. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> no, dusty rose is actually a very beautiful shade. Mm. And it can range yeah, from like that. a really dark mauve, like a mauve pink to a lighter pink. Depending on what material you're using. Oh yeah, color is subjective. I did not. I did not realize this until until somebody showed me the difference between um, orange and brown. Yeah, that that's mm -hmm. yeah. It's all about what it's in front of. Mm -hmm. It's kind of kind of crazy. Oh, that is dusty rose. Yeah. Ooh, chiffon. Yeah, it's pretty, isn't it? Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful color. Great for people with cool tone complexions. Oh yeah, that that's actually a fun one. Why doesn't this color? That's a fun one. Finding contour shades for me. I'm cool toned, mm. and almost all pale tone, like the pale skin ones. Yeah, they're warm toned or neutral toned. Yep. The the contour shades they're never in my con- tone. I found one cool toned contour stick. Yeah. I'm fucking Casper. Like, <laughs> I look like fucking Casper. What do you want from me? <laughs> what can I say? But no, um, so pastel goth was a controversial issue because it was stemming from people who didn't quite understand that goth was a music-based subculture because... And not a specifically a style-based one. Yeah. Um... New goth, I didn't, was kind of a thing. Mm. So, before we go on to new goth, pastel goth? It's a goth, it's part of the goth subculture. It, what people think it is, and what it actually was, what originally it was, because I did see what it originally was, which was pastel colors mixed in with the goth fashion and not what it became, which is people who think they knew what they were doing. So, the official designation (laughs) is... We'll call it a drop. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> what it became was a fad that of people from the outside, but it was an actual thing within the community. Like people were, in fact, wearing pastel colors with black and certain things. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks that may have done to do with a few uh, Japanese um, fashion subcultures from Japan because they would wear like uh Yami Kawaii would be black with pastel colors and stuff like that. So it may have yeah. come from there. 
there's a lot of overlap in the years because of yeah time, overseas time and and also a lot of people have this mistaken view of culture um and i i think i think it was taking an anthropology course that really that really opened my eyes in terms of how culture works um essentially culture is not a vacuum like culture does not exist in a vacuum cultures cultures um share things with each other and and ebb and flow and blend and separate and it's a very organic natural process it's a very human process um and so uh one thing one thing to to be mindful of when you're looking at culture is am i looking am i looking at something at something that is being borrowed or am i looking at something that is emerging and are you looking at it through the lens of the culture it came from? Mm-hmm. Because that's how a lot of misinformation comes out. And, yeah. and with what the Western views, uh, Japanese fashion subcultures and all that, mm-hmm. especially right now. Um, one oh, yeah. there's an online thing that's going on. It's awful. <laughs> I will not get into that here because that's not part of the show. No, but because what later I want to hear about that. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you get misinformation because it spreads in a way and some of it has to do with older stuff from like, Oh, Hey, the nineties, we didn't know that these words, what this meant or that meant like Yowie. It's the nineties. Like, yeah, Yowie doesn't, is not the word everyone thinks it is. Yeah. I love Ryan George and his, and his thing where time traveler discovers blank in our current time. And and he's been sent forward by a talk show from the nineties. So like the, the guy, the guy who, the guy who hosts the talk show is asking him questions about the future. And he's like, yeah, no, this thing's happening. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, so a lot of it, I think, happened to do with people like myself who are part of multiple subcultures, multiple fashion subcultures, and whatnot, would wear things where... Just because I'm wearing Yami Kawaii or Menhera does not make me not a goth. Yeah. Just because I'm wearing Mori does not mean I'm not a goth. Like, just because I wear Goblin Core does not mean I'm not a goth. It all depends. I just saw those pictures and half of those weren't goth. Those were emo. Yeah, I know the, the, the constant that that's like actually something funny for a lot of the alt peak communities is type in goth and you get a bunch of like emo and scene and punk pictures. Yeah. And you type in emo and you get a bunch of goth and punk pictures and like, just like that's lingerie. That's lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> that could be goth. That could be anything. Yeah. No, that is, go back. That is actually a image of fetish goth. Yeah. You guys can't see it, and good for good reason. <laughs> um, but actually, fetish goth is a thing that is a extremely not soft, safe for work co- topic <laughs> that I do not think we should be having on a show like this. Well, our show is, I, I want to say PG thirteen. Yeah, but there's a lot. <laughs> oh, we talked. In- we talked about fetishes and stuff on the show. Like, like we don't. We're not. We're not, um, it's, it's okay. Let's yeah. It's just in this context yeah. that would detract, but yes, fetish goth is a very specific thing. It's a very specific niche. Mm-hmm. 
and it is kinkware as clubware. And sometimes everything. Mm. Yeah. So that one, just note fetish goth. Uh, if you're 18 and older, you can go look up fetish goth and you'll get a better and more broad understanding of what it is in a way that is easier for me is, you know, and, and yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. 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 It's, Basically, uh, kinky wear as actual club wear, basically. Yeah. And in the night, so in the, in a certain part decade, uh, a lot of BDSM was actively put into the goth club culture and it was done in a weird way, which is how certain people got away with the shit they did. Oh. Because that was the active community at the time in certain areas. So it let dangerous people go under the radar because that's how a lot of people were acting. But on to uh, other controversial goth topics. Yeah. So we talked past all goth. Yeah. New goth. I know some people had an issue with new goth, but it was like, because it's like, it was mostly about the, why do you need a label? Why do you need a label? Like, why do you have to label it? Because we're younger. <laughs> It was just new goth fashion. You know, that was the main thing. It was like, oh, like leggings with like planchettes all over them and a lot more witchy pieces and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mostly that one. It was just more fun designs, more witchy, spooky designs in simple styles like leggings and tank tops and lots more just comfy wear. Based. Yeah. Little, lots more comfy little, wear. Little embroidered cats. Don't kink shame me. Those are always screen printed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. We, we, we wish. We wish. Uh-huh. Um, no. When you get into embroidery, that shit gets inspective. Yeah. No, no. That's wild. <laughs> but no. Um, so that was, you know, it was kind of like there was like a lot of it was because it was these people were basing it off fashion and it wasn't actually about the music as with a lot of things are. And then you had the old fogies who go. This is not my scene, me, me, me. And it's like, you're 60. Get over it. <laughs> it's like, you've been in this since, like, it's the 80s. What, you, you wish it was still the 80s? Like, you really wish it was still the 80s? Yeah, no. Why? But, but even still, like, uh, scenes change, scenes adapt, and, and it's like. The nights, and like, the nights that did the best had mixed music um you would have nights that would mix uh traditional goth rock and the other older styles from the 80s and then you would have them playing like industrial and uh agrotech and all those things and those nights would do the best because it would be a mix everybody had something to dance to the nights that strictly did only the original goth nights i mean it's great for everybody who likes that but 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 then that's only a subset of everybody who's there Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's normal. Okay, cool. Um, no, as long as there's no errors. Um, yeah. But no, uh, so there are a few other controversial subject matters in the goth scene. I'm going to name one, and it's Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Remember how I mentioned that uh, BDSM in the goth scene thing? 
it, mm. the way that that way that was happening at the time is actually how a lot of his bad behavior was put under the radar because a lot of people were acting people weren't being safe yeah the way that the scene was at the short time and this is from other people who were active in the scene at the time going to clubs and stuff basically people were like you have to do everything you can't be da 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 otherwise you were a poser which wasn't true and so it became a little dangerous but everyone's like well Marilyn Manson's not really goth and I'm like the thing is he was playing in goth clubs for years mm-hmm. As Manson and the Spooky Kids, like I think he himself was a goth. Yeah, but the music that he started producing was not. You know, and yeah. that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. What wasn't fine was his predatory behavior. Well, wasn't fine was him openly admitting he's deranged. <sighs> he wrote a book about it. He wrote oh. a book about his thoughts and stuff. I have mixed feelings about that because essentially like somebody being open about the state of their mind isn't necessarily good or bad either way. It's just, it just is. It's just, you know, and that one, that's a subject matter for another. Yeah. That's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. People are like, well, why was my man so associated with a goth scene? Like, cause he was in it. Yeah. Cause he was actively in it. Yeah, because mental illness is mental illness is is a thing. Yeah, and um, you know you don't you don't you don't ostracize somebody for mental illness or or just for the state of their mind. Like that's you, cruel. That's yeah, cruel. yeah. You 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 hold people accountable for their behavior. Yeah, that's what that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never. Yeah, your 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 mental and mental illness is not an excuse to be horrible. Yeah, um, like a few people we know. You're yeah, you're really. You're not responsible for what you think. You're responsible for what you do. Yeah. Say and do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Other controversial topics in the goth community. Well, I guess a big one is uh, the white supremacy issue. Oh, boy. So, one of... So, in actuality, the goth scene was heavily contributed to by people of color specifically mm-hmm. black people yeah um unfortunately there's been a bit of a, like it isn't it isn't specifically the goth scene there has been a wave of white supremacy in the alt com, alternative communities yeah well i mean in 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 in, in society at large we've been having a real problem yeah and as someone who is jewish and of another ethnicity that i don't want to go into for my own safety yeah because it's the one that'll get me hurt the most. Um, I, I'm mixed. And this is something I think is, uh, even though I'll mention a little bit about my experiences as it is, I, you know, know what I am, uh, know where I came from, know where my family came from. And I have to be so careful about who I talk to. Oh yeah. I've mentioned my ethnic background to, um, people I work with in a certain community and when you mention this specific background, you have to be so careful to who you mention it to because the most likely hand thing that happens is you get racist shit said to you. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that's like. 
Yeah, but it's like, but it's like they're always like, are you? Oh, are you like? Oh, like those types? Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, you know that- how many? Do you know how many fresh off the boat jokes I've heard? Yeah. Should I say one? Go ahead. So, does that mean you steal babies? Yeah, or, or <laughs> um uh so uh so did did you did you make it here on a bathtub uh, uh and uh, and uh, and uh, and used a and used a uh, an old an old Chevy an old Chevy engine uh, uh with a propeller on the end of it? Somebody what? literally said that to me. I have to say that's a really unique. That's a very specific, specific thing. unique yeah, one. That's, why that's I a haven't unique one. It. In twenty years, I haven't forgotten it. Like you know, the way you were I saying a, it, I was, I was imagining that cartoon where they're in the tub and they stick the shower in the you tub. Know, I was a teenager. Like I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a few variations of it. And you know? oh god. Um, oh yeah, my people are for, for the thie- record, my people are thieves record, and nothing but thieves. Miami, but. <laughs> my people are thieves and nothing but thieves. That's what yeah. you hear in the media about my people. Yeah. No, racism. Racism is disgusting in all its forms. And like. unfortunately, that stereotype is slightly true because my people are all almost always in extreme abject poverty. Here's the thing. Um, like people the, are cruel. People are cruel and um human beings cannot help the circumstances that they get put in by other human beings. And so like if a community of color or otherwise is poor and they do what they have to to survive, um that's not on them. That's on the people who put them there. Which is everybody else. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So there, there's been a lot of um, white supremacy in a lot of the alt scenes, and a lot of the rules is basically you are not actually truly part of the scene if you're that bigoted. Mm-hmm. Like no, you're not welcome. In, you're not welcome we, in our community. We do not want like you that. here. Because the scene is heavily founded by people of color, it's heavily queer. It's and the scene that's more so is actually the emo subculture. That subculture was extremely queer mm-hmm. back when it wasn't okay to be. Yeah, and that's a really big su- subject for another day. Just, just, just so you, just, just so we get, we have a little bit of reality check, reality check for anybody who's um, uh, uh, cis head uh, listening, um. First of all, we we appreciate you listening. Yeah, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Um, uh, but second of all, like essentially, like um, it's it was not that long ago that you literally could be arrested just for just for being just just for just for engaging and doing queer things. Um, what was it uh, for having sex in your home with your partner? You could have been arrested in certain states. Until 2004. 
I mean, they didn't, I don't think they were enforcing it at that point, but like, think about it. It was that. still on the books. Think about that. And certain states right now are crime. trying to bring back sodomy laws. Mm-hmm. And this, this is a hard part, especially because the furry community, a lot of us are queer. A lot of us are part of the queer, you know, LGBT community. Yep. That is literally insane. Mm-hmm. All right, so yes, let's take a quick break. And uh, when actually, we come- one more controversial topic, oh, a okay. bit more uh, lighthearted. A couple of uh, jokes that actually go around in the community, such as. Friends don't let friends dress up as the crow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And as someone who's done it, yes. But Uh, Oh, come on, man. It it can't rain all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's it's, it's a big joke in the community because like at Halloween parties, like everyone dresses as the crow. And it's like, it's a great go-to character. It's a great simple character, especially if you're going out like to a dinner where you don't, you can't wear an extreme outfit. Yeah, perfect. But another one. uh, Dark. Another one that I know some people will get annoyed me for. Friends don't let friends burn absinthe. You're not supposed to light your alcohol on fire, you know. No, because alcohol is flammable. And actually, it can damage the glasses. Well, yeah. It can also damage your lungs and... I mean, you're Your lighting, house. apparently you're lighting the sugar on fire, but it's like... Well, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, yeah that's, that's what's there to burn. No, so... Yeah. And on that note, we are coming up on our break. Yes, we're coming up on our break. You're listening to Furry and Palm Beach here on Subculture Radio. I'm Bark Danger... Dang, dang, I'm Bark Dang... Dang, dang me, dang me. I'm Bark Dango. With me is Xander Von Bat. Yes. Xander Von Bat. The, the bestest bat I know. So uh, we just played uh, some Rhythm Bastard. Love Rhythm Bastard. So grateful that they let me play their stuff on the, on the show. Um, go check out their Patreon. They are amazing. Um, I want to jam with that dude. That dude lives around here. I, 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 I want him to come over. And, and I got like all the synthesizers. By the way, check out the Twitch. Check out the Twitch.tv. Twitch.tv forward slash BarkDango. Um, I just did a test stream because I'm, I'm getting this thing started and um, I'm going to be streaming uh, about once a week. We're going to be, I'm just going to be jamming out with the synths. So um, tune in and uh, you can, you can, uh, you can pop in there right now and just look at my archival recording, um, my recording archive, and you can see what I got uh, uh, in terms of, in terms of hardware. It's fun in here. <laughs> um, but anyway, Big big thanks to my co-host. Uh, big thanks to Rhythm Bastard. Big big thanks to you guys for tuning in. We got more show coming up in just a little bit. In the meantime, here's another video gamey track of the darkness. Um, how does a mad scientist laugh? Depends on what kind of scientist. Um. I mean, that a um, biologist trying to raise the dead. No, a genetic, yeah, geneticist trying to raise the dead. 
They don't laugh. They go, it's alive!
Listening to Furry Palm Beach on Subculture Radio. I'm Bark Dango. And I'm Xander Von Bat. Yes, I kind of threw it to you like waka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My co host for this evening as we talk about goth subculture and as we reach the peak, the summit, goth furries, goth fur if you will. Yes. Also known as furry goths. (laughs) The question is, are they goth or not goth? Well, the thing is, furries and fursonas and furry characters are all dependent on who make them. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's more, what I would say, it's more that the goth, goth is an adjective of that thing. Yes. Um, also, um, you have, you have goths who are furries and furries who are goths and, um, the line between that is blurred. hmm Yeah. I'm more of the former rather than the latter. I'm more of the latter rather than the former. Yep. I was a goth long before I ever got into the furry community. You got chocolate in my peanut butter. You got peanut butter in my chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I did not hit you with it. I didn't even throw it at you. I know, I'm doing the radio. Anyway. I would never do that to your equipment. So. <laughs> It's a, no, me, 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 you'll take out. Yes, but, but but I have a respect for equipment. 
No, nobody's touching the synthesizer. No, no. No. No, as someone who was raised by a musician and who did sound tech and all that, mm-hmm. I have way too much respect for this. Yes. Also, I don't want to hit your screen. Yeah. I mean, it's a plastic tea bottle, but... Oh, it'll, it'll, it'll probably still break the screen. Yeah. Uh, these, things, these things are made of... Plastic? Well, well, yes, but essentially they're... And string? Yeah, essentially <laughs> they're, they're way weaker than they used to be. Yeah, remember when computers were so heavy, it's like, but if you actually threw it, it was very, yeah, very, very soothing. breakable. Um, but it, like actually throwing it was worth throwing it because yeah. it just, the, the way it breaks was like, oh, it's funny because the, the, you would break all the plastic, right? But the components inside were were built like a tank. Like everything was, was uber, uber, like, 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 uh, like mounted. So like apart from maybe like the graphics card popping off or the, or hard a couple drive. pieces, little yeah, or little. the hard drive going bad because the hard drive can't hard drives can't handle shocks. But like, apart from that, like essentially the darn thing's built like a tank. Which is why, um, now like, so, like, like something cans. you don't even see anymore, but it's in older movies, mm-hmm. is the people raging and beating up old junky TVs and computers. Yeah, like there is something so soothing about that because you're hitting a physically heavy object like smashing a keyboard isn't what it used to be as you know what i mean like like they had heft to them they had mechanical key switches okay they were ibm spec but the nice Mother thing about flubbers. them now is that they're so customizable now yeah they are they are programmable keys macros my, my, my favorites are the little uh arrow directions but they're little paw pads yeah. you're so cute because mm. you're also squishy yes and, and on that note, back to the uh, furry RGB. subject. Yes. So, um, one of the things that happens is art imitates life, right? Mm-hmm. So, and life imitates art. It's, a lot of the comics, no, or a lot of the, like a lot of furry art imitates things people see. People come up with characters. People are. There's two types of furries. There are furries who have characters. And then there are furries who are characters. And then there's the third. The both. Yes. I am such a person. Same. Um, I wish I could actually draw. <laughs> of course, I'd be mostly drawing porn because what else would I do with my furry drawing skills? Well, I mean, let's face it, like, the, 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 the spiciness of the fandom is what keeps it from being co-opted by, uh, by, by, uh, what is it, um... Mainstream? M- the mainstream, but specifically... Corporations? Yes, but I, I'm trying to use an adjective for them. Um, the, Conglomerate? The, the, the callous, it's another word for callous, but essentially... A, an, an example of their sociopathic behavior where they corrupt everything they touch. Which is interesting because people don't realize that most furries are actually like in high-end jobs. Yeah, no. Um, Those suits are not cheap. Yeah, well, it's just that, whole, that whole meme about suspiciously wealthy furries. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not all of us. But... Um, there was a picture that went viral and actually made the news, like the, the national news was covering it, of a bunch of furries on a flight back from, I think, was it um, uh, 
BLFC or something. I don't know. Or Denver, something like that. Somewhere. <laughs> um, and, uh, and they're coming back from, from, uh, from that big furry convention and they're, and they filled the plane. And somebody, somebody posted, um, I object to this photo mainly because if, uh, uh, because if the, if the plane went down, it would cripple the IT industry. <laughs> this many furries on one plane. You know? They object to that many furries on one plane. Yeah. Um, cause believe it or not, all the tails, the ears, the paws, the suits, the half suits. Belie technically minded people. They're so expensive. And yes, the upkeep. There are people who make money cleaning the fursuits. I know. Because it's so hard to do. Yeah. I, I provide cleaning services. Um, actually, um, there's nothing funnier than watching friend- a furry scratch their nose. Me right now? No, oh, oh, they're, they're wearing suits. suits. Yeah. No, uh, so there was a video on TikTok, and they're like, um, it was a group of people like, hey, how, like someone asked, hey, how do you scratch your nose? Like, I don't remember their name. It goes, how do you scratch your nose? They just whip their hand down, shove the hand, so the glove came off, <laughs> shove the hand up the mouth and go, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the problem is because he actually made the noise, the person next to him started dying of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's actually funny you should mention like furries uh, uh, offering cleaning services and uh, uh, for for fursuit material. Um, our friend Devin will be coming in at some point um, because uh, I have got to do uh, a, a restoration on their tail. Yeah, um, I, I I made that tail, and so uh, it's up to you to fix it. Well, no, it, it's that's normal wear and tear, but. I provide I provide uh, uh, maintenance. I provide maintenance since since uh, our friend is local, and um, for anybody who's like, oh my god, don't like don't like no, they they're they're cool. They're cool with me talking about tail maintenance and stuff because um, uh, they never take it off. No, but but yeah, I mean there is that, but also <laughs> but also also like, um, but also if you're someone who wears them all the time. It's gonna wear out certain areas. Yeah, like uh, but also Devin that... is like actively helping me promote my my yeah. my business. Like, like big 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 shout out to my friend. Yeah, like um that cat. That, you, that, cat. <laughs> that cat. That cat. We all love that cat, and we all like Devious sometimes want to poke that cat, little creature, because because that cat because that cat is sometimes hilarious. But yes, um, so a lot of. The goth things you see from the furry community are often characters or artwork yes. of goth furries. Mm-hmm. They're often naked. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but it's, well, it's a lot of the use, um, a lot of depending on what year the artwork was made in. You'll see a lot if it if yeah, you go back year, to like the early two thousands, you'll see a lot of emo in scene and rave furry art. Yeah, but goth like you see, um, goth tends to stick around a bit more because it's a more long lasting, more always kind of have been around yeah. furry scene. And to be clear, like there's plenty of there's plenty of PG uh, art out there. It's just that um, our our community is an adult community. And so we predominantly, have, predominantly, predominantly, but we have and also heavily queer, heavily queer. So we have, we have, we have everything. We are, we are literally 
You know that whole thing about a su- uh, being a subculture? A subculture is a culture. There's just less people in it. Yeah. You know? Um, so, like, we have our own art, our own music, and we have art that stretches the gamut from, like, like little doodles to, like, movie quality and film quality things um, and everything in between, both, both, um, both general, cute, and adult. Um, uh, we have, we have, um, unfortunately, sometimes art styles can make you think something else. Yeah. But we have societal, <laughs> we have societal norms too. Like furry, furry, furry the, uh, subcultures are kind of, uh, kind of, uh, emerge their own, mm-hmm. their own mini societies. Uh, so they, depending have, on where you live, depending, depending on where you where live, you like, live and, but, but the subculture itself too, like we in our about area, that. we had a sep- we were part of another group. Mm-hmm. And we've had to make our own group, mostly because of the panorama. Yeah, well, we're, but, we don't but, need to get into that, but no, like essentially, but, actually, but that's actually something I've noticed online is a lot of communities were forced to downsize because of the panorama. Yeah, because they had to start condensing who and what. Yeah, um, and that's it, actually it sometimes sad. That's sometimes it sad, is sad because it. Sometimes. But the nice thing is, is now that things are starting to get a bit better, some of the groups are starting to able to kind of coalesce back. again. But yeah, no, we have our own, we have our own social norms. Like people, people talk about social norms in society. Subcultures have social norms too. They, they, they may be different, very different from the society at large, um, but they, they do exist. So um, people, people look at furry and it goes, well, what is it? It's a society. It's a society of people who like anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. But but more and than And the that, number one furry the number one furry fan would be Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. But but essentially, <laughs> essentially it is it is a it is it is a variety of communities with with uh that 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 uh, that have anthropomorphism as an allegory for the transhumanist element and it's very much tied to our identities. And also, anthropomorphization has been in folklore. For oh no, it's centuries. it's existed. It's existed as part of our as part of our cultural heritage as human beings for a very long time. So people misunderstand furries as a modern invention. No, not exactly. Japanese cat girls. Well, but but what I mean is that essentially, the furriness has been with us a very long time. Japanese cat girls, waiting for the right climate in which to flourish. <laughs> They were literally founded in brothels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I was watching someone. I was, I was trying to move on. <laughs> but no, like, but like uh, that says something. Like they had literally, uh, because of the cat demon, mm-hmm. they advertised having these cat demon girls to get people to show up yep. years ago. Hey, whatever, get the, whatever gets the butts in the seats. And, and reality was it was just girls scarfing down food in the corner. It was so sad, but it's like, we yeah. have, come, come here. We have cat girls. <laughs> and and this is like, said, this is like, it's like it hurt like the third, like 1300s in Japan. Yeah. Come here. We have cat girls. <laughs> but, but do you now? Yeah. See, I put some cat ears on them. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you prefer? And cat legend, girls or cat boys? And let, and a, oh, um, oh God. Really? You're gonna pull that on me? <laughs> Which do I prefer, cat girls or cat boys? 
Or which do we, we the, talking to the audience? You really? Really? Okay. Elaborate. Which aesthetic do you prefer more? Oh. Because cat girls have a very different aesthetic versus cat boys. I know. But like, also... Both. That's a fair answer. Yeah. There's there's no other way to put that. Both. I tend to lean more towards cat boys, but that's just me personally. Mm-hmm. But I like a cute... I do it on occasion like a cute, small cat girl. Mm. I like a petite. <laughs> I like petites. the petite. Yes. Yes. I wish I was shorter. That's the funny thing. Is I was like, what do you mean you wish you were shorter? I'm like, yeah, I do wish I was shorter. How short? At least five inches short. <laughs> shorter. Yes. I weird people out with that. He goes, you want to be smaller? Yeah. I want to be little. <laughs> that, but then I couldn't drive anymore. <laughs> uh, well, you, you definitely, you could drive, but you couldn't drive the truck. Actually, I could. Because it would just be a matter of feet. You need to, you need to get feet. those pedal extenders. Get feet. the pedal extenders. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, there is a lot of there's a lot of overlap uh, 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 within within goth furries, um. and a lot a lot of what you see is you have people who may have been part of the gothic subculture and have left behind a part that they were no longer part of in their furry character because it meant so much yeah. to them, or brought it with them. They just brought it with them, uh, or or they were furries that became goths. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. So many, so many, so many a goth have been made by goth night at, at Respectables. Now, if only it was a lot more frequent. Yeah, yeah. How is it? it? Once a month? Lot, it used to be a lot more frequent. We need, we, we need goth night. We need goth night at least, at least every two weeks. Yeah. Well, it was goth industrial night, so it was the mix night, but. Yeah, I'll say it, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends. Uh, and my and my co-host, uh, uh, I think we are out of time. Oh, yes, we have hit, unfortunately, the end of the show, which is always sad. We have hit clock bottom. Mm. Ha! Ha! I, thought, I, I, thought, I bet you thought I was going to be dirty. Well, I hate to disappoint you. <laughs> Guys, gals, variations thereof and neither, I want to thank you all for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Um, I'm Bart Dango, and this is Xander Von Bat. We've been talking about goth subculture and goth furries. Make sure to check out the show. Make sure to check out uh, uh, the, the Patreon as well, my, my personal Patreon, Bart Dango, for music. All the stuff that you've heard here, make sure to check out Rhythm Bastard as well. We will see you guys next time. And also, please definitely support Subculture Radio, all of the great programming here. Bye-bye! I leave you now on a course to oblivion.